Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. Before we kick off the show, I just wanted to take a moment to remind you that the ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is taking place in Barbados this summer. This, by default, gives all of my fellow cricket fanatics the perfect excuse to go and book a holiday to Barbados in June and experience firsthand the euphoric atmosphere at the Kensington Oval, the cricket mecca of the Caribbean. If the cricket alone isn't enough to tempt you, then let me be the one to remind you that a trip to Barbados can also include leisurely strolls along the breathtaking coastline, mouth-watering flavours of the world-class Bayesian cuisine, and, of course, plenty of rum. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados, the best place to be a cricket fan. Hi everybody and welcome to the following on podcast with Darren Goff and me Mark Nicholas from St Lucia where England have just won the third test. Well the morning began with uh, Joe Root and Ben Stokes unbeaten. They played many shots, it was fun to watch and Joe declared at 361 for five at which point Jimmy Anderson got to work. Anderson now balls to Campbell, Campbell is driving in the air and it's caught, he's out caught, what a spectacular catch. Moin Ali plucks it out of the air and what a sensational start to this inning. West Indies 10 for 3 and tumbling fast. Jimmy Anderson in quite brilliant form. Much credit though must go to Roston Chase who fought very hard and picked up an excellent Test Match 100. Short and wide and cut behind square on the offside and there it is, he's got his 100. Nine down and Kimo Paul limped out to bat in the hope he could see Chase to the 100 which of course he did. However, it was Paul that was the last man out. He slips in the gully, Stokes in again, bowls and it's gone straight up in the air. Stokes takes the catch. Kimo Paul has gone. Gordon Bold. I've got Barry Wilkinson here. Just, just, just a, a quick thought from you about that that match. Um, and what does it do to West Indies in terms of the euphoria of having won the series, but the disappointment of having lost the game? I don't think it would do too much to tell the truth. I mean, the, you can't forget what happened in the last two weeks in Bridgetown and in Antigua. Uh, it you know, doesn't give them a clean sheet, but I think they should still have much pride in the fact that they won the series to one. It also shows, though, that the, the, the tower and the figure of Jason Holder is a mighty one. And it's one that I think that they need to examine uh, about the consistency of the other players, because obviously when he's out, uh, there is a bit of a, a void. Um, Roston Chase scored a really good century today. Perhaps if Jason Holder was coming in, it could have been a different picture in terms of the uh, longevity of the inning. So a lot of questions still to be asked, but I think the West Indies will still find solace in the fact that they won the series 2-1. And what do you make of this whole um, palaver now? Um, you know what I'm about to ask you, Shannon Gabriel, and the fact that the ICC have decided to charge him. I really want to hear what he said, because up to now, 
I don't think anyone is clear as to what Shannon Gabriel actually said. Yeah, the stunt mic picked up what was said by uh, Joe Rook. Whether it was a response, whether it was a statement, we don't know. So I really would like to hear what was actually said by Shannon Gabriel. And I think that if the ICC has charged him, they should be bold enough after the hearing to announce what was said and why he has been charged. Because we, we, we're, still, we're still to hear what's, why he has been charged. I mean, it, clearly the ICC aren't satisfied that the match referee, Jeff Crow, thinks the thing had been put to bed. I have a feeling this has happened to Jeff before. Jeff's a, a great realist. He applies a lot of common sense to the job. He's the man in the thick of the action. And it always surprises me a bit when it's then referred outside of the place where the incident has, has happened. Uh, you're right, we probably need to know exactly what was said and we can all pontificate for for ages. I, I must admit, I liked what Joe Root said. I hope that it is put to bed. Equally, the ICC have a duty to um, to, to human rights issues as much as anything else. So it's quite a complex issue. This probably not as simple as cricket folk would like it to be. No, I agree with you. And I respect Joe Root. He's a very intelligent young man. I mean, um, the way he handled it yesterday, it almost came across like if he was almost protecting Shannon Gabriel as well. You know, he, he said, look, things are said out there that sometimes you wish you didn't say. And he, he never really exposed what Shannon said. So I think that's very admirable of, of Joe Root. And uh, even though he, whatever his response was, I think his response to was very mature. So kudos on, on Joe Root. And give us, in, in, sort of in, in a potted um, answer, give us what you think this series victory has done for West Indies cricket at large. It has given hope. It has given hope that they can be competitive uh, against teams that are stronger than them and ranked higher than them. They beat Bangladesh last year. People said, so what? You know, Bangladesh and West Indies, not much difference. Um, they could have beaten Pakistan a year before, but they lost. We all know that Gabriel was well within uh, five balls of saving the series and he took a big swing and got out and Pakistan ended up winning the series to one and that was the only chance they had to de defeat a team that was ranked heavily above them. So to beat England for the first time in 10 years in a series and win the Wilson Trophy says that the cricket is indeed rising again. It's, they haven't really got to the, the top of the gap, but they're on the right road to turning the corner. And I think that people should still find uh, solace in that. It's India next here, isn't it? Are they beatable on your turf? Pitches. I think India are beatable depending on the pitches you prepare. When India came here a year before, they played on the flattest of pitches, which is what they like. If you put India on these pitches and really test their batsmen, I think they can give India a big run, especially if you've got a fit Gabriel, a fit uh, Roach, uh, a fit Alzari Joseph. If you've got those guys fit and really uh, pushing it, yeah, I think they can be competitive against India, even if India might in the end still win. They can be very competitive and push India. And what's exciting for West Indies cricket for me is coming in and watching, yes, it's the four fast bowlers, but it's the youngsters coming into this side as well. Kimo Paul, we've seen a little bit of the skill he's got in this game with ball and bat, even though he batted in the second innings with that injury. Alzari Joseph with his pace. Hatmeyer uh, is innings in Barbados was fantastic to watch. Yes, he's got to have more consistency to do his game, but another 12 months, two years down the line, we might be seeing some young players who have come into this side started to shine on the world stage. Exactly, and there are a lot of players that are in the wings that uh, are waiting to come to the fore. So I'm excited about West Indies cricket. I think that the under-19s have uh, done a great job in terms of churning out some cricketers. Look, two years ago, Hetmar and uh, Paul, they were at the under-19 World Cup, and Alzari Joseph winning the World Cup. And now they're here winning matches for the West Indies in the series. So look, we have other players who are at the under-19 level that can also do the same thing, and I'm excited about the, the future of West Indies cricket. All right, Rostin Chase has come to uh, have a chat with us. We've enjoyed watching him bat today. What a relief uh, for you to make 100 on the back of the two unplayable balls you received in your previous two innings, Rostin. 
Yeah, um, in the first game I got a 50 and I didn't really get anything since then. It's um, been a tough time for me, but um, I spoke with some some of my uh, family back home, my father who's my mentor and my, and my brother also. And they told me that when I first come to the I just got to leave some balls, especially those balls bouncing, um, not troubling the stumps. And I, I usually go big, so that was the main thing for me. And I just really practiced it um, in the nets. I had a chat with um, Vasper Drake's the coach, and Mushi as well. They um, just told me to just believe in my skills. and. Today, just around there, exhibit that. It was a tremendous mental effort today, particularly as wickets were falling all around you. Uh, well, it's nothing new to me. Um, I've done it before um, with wickets falling around, so I just try to hold my composure and just try to build a partnership with who's, whoever's coming next. Your dressing room must be so chuffed, really, to have beaten a pretty good England side as convincingly as you have in the first two games. Yeah, well, at the beginning of this um, series, no one really gave us a chance. It was just the guys in the dressing room just pulling together. And within ourselves, we, we knew that we could um, do it. And we stuck together and we won the first match. And then we said, um, don't let us get too far ahead of ourselves. We have to um, do it in the second game as well. We don't want to leave it to the third game. And we, we came up trying to say Antigua. We didn't have the best game here in St. Lucia, but as you said, we had already won the series. So it's a bittersweet kind of feeling now that we lost the game, but we still won the series. Beautiful. Congratulations. Very well played today. Thanks for coming to talk to us. Thanks a lot. Roston Chase, who's just made 100 for uh, West Indies. If you've just joined us, England have won the match by 232 runs. Um, I can reveal that Joe Root has been chosen as man of the match. Maybe I'm not supposed to have done that. No? Oh, I've been told you have there. I've been given the wrong information. Mark Wood, apparently. Mark Wood is man of the match. You're shaking your head, Joe, as if to say, what a muppet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think Mark deserves it. I thought the way he bowled in that first innings was outstanding. It changed the game, um, and it was obviously great theatre. Great to watch, great to be a part of. And all in all, I mean, this whole Mark Wood story over the last few days is quite exciting. Isn't it? it is very exciting. You know, see someone bowl with that pace on obviously a wicket that went through is um, it's really pleasing. It's really pleasing for him to go away to the Lions, uh, work really hard on a few things and come back and, and put in a performance like that. What about Jimmy with the new nut today? Yeah, Jimmy, um, you know, he looked really good, didn't he? He made it very difficult, goes off to the perfect start. And, um, you know, that experience, that level of skill is... It's, you know, you can't challenge it really. It's, it's amazing that he can do it time and time again. I think what's pleasing, for, it must be pleasing for you as a captain, Joe, as well for your team in this game. But it's been a proper team effort. They won't get the praise they probably deserve at the top. But Rory Burns and Keaton Jennings saw off that new ball. That was the job. And Joe Denley came in in the second innings and played a beautiful innings. And it allowed that middle order, that strong middle order of yourself, obviously, and Butler and Stokes to really take the game away from the West Indies absolutely and you know those guys will be disappointed they didn't go on and make big scores but that's a really good template for us moving forward you know we've got some some very dangerous plays in that middle order and if we can get some runs at the top as well then we're, we're going to go on and make some really big scores more, more consistently so it's really pleasing to see the character and the bounce back from two very difficult defeats and hopefully now um, you know we can build on this it's been a, a really successful winter actually four from six you know, if you look at this series, it has been disappointing, but overall, it's a big improvement from last year. Oh, it has been. It's been a great winter. I mean, what about Moeen Ali as well, by the way? Top wicket taker again for the second time this winter. Yeah, absolutely. Um, he sort of went under the radar in that first innings, but, um, you know, to, to bowl how he did, he, again, he'd taken those two, two wickets in two balls uh, after a decent start for the West Indies, put us in a, in a commanding position again and... Uh, allowed us to, to get right in front of the game so he's, he's been brilliant um, you know I, th I think 
the way he's bowled in the last two games in particular have been has been up near his best. So hopefully that can continue throughout the one days as well. Slightly strange that it's so long till you play Test cricket again. I was thinking Jimmy Anderson won't bowl a ball for England or Stuart Broad until July. Yeah, well, they'll have plenty of time to play some county cricket and um, make sure they're fit and raring to go and uh, ready for, for some very important games at the back end of the summer. You've got a World Cup to win in the meantime. Yeah, well, we've got plenty of cricket to play in between that as well. So um, as you've seen, this series, a lot can happen in a short space of time. So we've got to just look after you know, all of the, without sounding too boring, all the basics and um, make sure that we continue to keep building momentum into some, some really exciting cricket throughout the English summer. Well played. You must be thrilled to have batted as well as you did, but moreover to have seen your guys play as well as they did. Yeah, absolutely. Um, as I said, two very difficult weeks that we've had to handle and come back from, and um, I think it shows the strength of character within the squad. Uh, I think it's a really big part of this team, and it's a really good driving force and place to build on. And as I say, if we can continue to to play more like that, then we'll we'll win more often than not. Good to talk to you. Thank you, Joe. Thank you. Well done. I suppose I should have asked him about the drop catches, should I? <laughs> well, it doesn't do matter think? when you win the tickets. You win the game, it doesn't matter, does he it? He was itching to get away because they're about to start the other, the television presentation ceremony. I thought, oh, it's a bad way to end an interview, isn't it, on a downer? Well, why do you think they're dropping catches? I've, I've no idea. I think it's happened with both teams. I think the West Indies drop catches as well. It, it surely can't be as simple as it's the wind, can it? It can't be the wind taking mm. effect, dropping catches, surely. But it's something they have to improve on. Listen, there's plenty of things England have to work on. They were great in Sri Lanka. They won 3-0 away over there. No, no matter how people say how bad Sri Lanka were, to win 3-0 in Sri Lanka was a great series victory. And there were some fantastic performances. Ben Folkes was brilliant in Sri Lanka. The three spinners were fantastic in Sri Lanka. And then they've come here to the West Indies. We all expected them to win this series. And the sit-down now, as we're looking at them, they've got to be disappointed. Yes, a fantastic performance here in St. Lucia, but Overall, it's been a disappointing performance, a disappointing tour, you've got to say. They've not got the selections right. There's been drop catches. The top of the order's not fired. And and on the ball in front, we've lacked that little bit of spice, which we've seen here in Sri Lanka with Mark Wood taking five for 41 in that first inning. So there's lots of things to work on, and they've got a long time now before the Ashes. Well, as you said, they're in a test match now till July. No, is that a problem? I mean, uh, do, do we glean enough from county cricket? Too many people are saying, oh, county cricket's not a standard that, that by which we can judge future test players. Actually, I don't buy that. I, I think county cricket's not bad, you know, particularly the first division. Absolutely, Mark, and it really uh, bothers me that. I think one of the problems we have, and it, and it frustrates a lot of grounds out there, but I'm not having a go at them. To get promoted from Division 2 to Division 1, you need to get results. So the pitchers are prepared to finish in two and a half days because the county championship winners tend to be teams that play on result pitchers. And they, so all the other counties around the, the circuit are doing that. Even Surrey, Surrey the county champions, the reason they won it this year is because they had a far better team than anyone else. But they played on result pitchers. They got more runs than anyone else, they got more wickets than anyone else, and that's why they were the county champions. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am, but Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. 
Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. If your passion for travel is on par with your passion for cricket, then I have some excellent news. The ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is being hosted in Barbados this June, which makes it the perfect destination for your summer holidays this year. To make the most of your trip, you can also experience eight matches from the series in Barbados, including England against Scotland and England against Australia. In under a month's time, you could be spending your days exploring the vibrant streets of Bridgetown, drinking rum in the sunshine and experiencing exotic Bayesian delicacies in the culinary capital of the Caribbean. There truly is something for everyone. There's no need to wait a second longer. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados. Truly the best place to be a cricket fan. Just talk me through a, a couple of the young guys. I mean, it, it, Sam Curran and Ben Folkes, two terrific cricketers. When we left Sri Lanka, we'd have bet that they were a part of England's immediate future. No, no question, really. They seem to be game changers. What happens now? Is there still confusion in selection, do you think? I, I think there is. And we talk about horses for courses. And we see um, with Ed Smith, that's what he wants to do. He's made a couple of good selections, hasn't he? That have looked like all the selections you are making were coming into the side and making an immediate impact. But if we're going to be honest now, Sam Curran's a fantastic young player. I'm not going to stand here and criticise him. He's got to go away, though, and work on something extra. We know he can bat. People are talking about it. he could bat three for England, people are saying. Right? They say he's that talented. Well, let's go see it now. He's going to have an opportunity. If he goes back to Surrey, where's he going to bat? Eight? So we'll never know. So he's, he's got to have a word with Surrey and say, listen, can I bat up the order? Can I get further up? Is there any way I can get further up up there? Jason Roy, can he get further up the order rather than batting in the middle? Well, so, say England wanted to consider of Roy as an opener and Curran as a num number three. Can, how, how does that work, do you think? Do they well, say to Surrey, listen, move him up? Well, the player says to Surrey, is the only chance I can get up the order. I mean, that's the only thing that can happen. We've been talking about Vince, me and you opening the batting. But if he's going to be batting three or four or five for Hampshire, does he have to open well, three. for Hampshire? He'll bat three for Hampshire. But, but does he have to open? No, the point is, should he open? It's a very interesting mm. point. I was talking about that to, I think, to NASA maybe this morning. No, not NASA. Maybe to Athens, to somebody this morning. Anyway, the idea of him opening for Hampshire. Um, we've got the presentation taking place now. There's an awful lot for us to think about. We've got five one-dayers to come, and each of them matter now. England don't do not want to lose momentum going into the World Cup. I mean, it's very important that England's momentum stays, that they, they win this series convincingly, that, you know, they, they keep this extraordinary self-belief. They're riding the crest of a wave, that one-day side. Oh, the number one ranked team in the world. And, and in Sri Lanka, I was blown away. I really was, Mark, by the, the way Owen Morgan captained, the way the team played. They were absolutely superb. 
But I still think there's a couple of spots there up for grabs in that one-day side. And it's going to be interesting how it gets the they get everybody into the side and see who gets into that final 11 for the World Cup. And also, in the distance, we've got Joffre Archer as well, who... A lot of us will probably try and squeeze him into that one-day squad. Well, would we? OK, we're joined by Matt Pryor and Steve Harmison now with all the boys together in a huddle just alongside the presentation ceremony as evening begins to set in in St Lucia. Quite a cool breeze across the ground. The sun's gone and we're sort of contemplating everything about English cricket going forward before we turn our attention to West Indies. What would your view be, Matt, of a, of a, of a World Cup side that, let's be honest, as a last-minute selection included Joffre Archer? If Joffre Archer is good enough to play and be selected, then I would have Joffre Archer in straight away, absolutely. And what he's shown playing in different leagues around the world, he's got that talent and ability in abundance. So his name goes right in the hat as far as I'm concerned. Do you agree, Steve? I think it's a big call. I think it's a big call on you can play all the leagues around the world and you can do well. And that, But that in, the international game, that next step up, is just that little bit. Has he got that little bit extra that can play in the World Cup? If he has, which I think he has because you, you see it, then I think he betters your side. And I think if he betters your side, no matter what's happened before, I think you have to pick him. Well, there's a big roar because Mark Wood is the man being called forward. We were wrongly advised earlier. There was apparently a last-minute change to that decision. And Mark Wood has got the man of the match award. And you know what? I think for blowing the game open in the way that he did, that's the right choice. Oh, it's the right choice. I mean, that changed the game. Um, England got a decent total. Um, it wasn't out of sight for the West Indies. And for him to come away and blow the West Indies like he did, 5 for 41, absolutely fantastic bowling. That spell before lunch was just a pleasure to be and watching ball as quick as that and the joy it brought to him as well uh, was fantastic and, and coming back into the side after a, a few injuries a few injury problems changed his action it's just a story you know, it's a great story what's the perfect journey for Mark Wood going forward now Steve Harmison we're worried he does seem to be a bit injury prone it's an extraordinary amount of um, stress on his body with each ball he delivers so what's in your view the best format for him over the next three or four months had to win the World Cup I think if he wins the World Cup with England and bowls well for England and I think he means he's bowling quickly he's you know he's playing games the more games he plays and the better I think he'll be he'll become we've seen he's got through a test match he's still bowling quickly at the end of the test match um, and I think if he does that I think the more he plays and yeah, just enough rest not loads of rest because I think as a fast bowler you don't want loads of rest because you go your, your, your bowling muscles are you don't want them to soften when he gets through that, hopefully he'll be ready for the Ashes. Sound right to you? Well, England are in a great place now, aren't they? They've got, they've got the pace of Mark Wood. They've got Ollie Stone, who hopefully will be fit uh, for the start of the season. They've also got Sam Curran and they've also got Chris Wokes. They've got plenty of opportunity to rotate the seamers around Broden Anderson, who should take the new ball come the Ashes. And then they can choose between the other three, depending on the conditions. So they've got Wokes, yeah. Wood and Curran All right, plenty of opportunities I'm specifically thinking um, the right plans for Mark Wood going forward so that he's ready in, in top form and fitness for the Ashes well I'd play him play him one you rest would, one so that's, the, that's the way I would do it with Mark Wood if you want well, the, in one day cricket well, play him one rest well let's look at the second let's look at the second innings Mark Wood when he hasn't bowling 92 miles an hour he doesn't look as effective so you've got to have him if he's going to play in this team he's got to be bowling at 92 miles an hour this is, this is a great sight Mark Wood is coming to us now to chat to us he's carrying the check right for the man of the match and it is bigger than he is okay it's on a bit of board he's won a holiday and it's bigger what have you won a check or a holiday look at this 
What do they want? Freeholder. No kids though, Mark. No kids. It's uh, couples only. I might last me, please, though. <laughs> You're pleased. I am happy. Yeah. It's good to come back on the team and get a win. So, um, one of the best days I've had, well, probably the best day I've had in the cricket field. So, delighted that it all went well and um, team better when you win. So, Do you ever remember bowling faster? Uh, I felt I bowled faster at Rudy on uh, finals day, but the gun was clocking up quicker here. So, uh, strange. I wasn't really thinking about the speed gun, to be honest. I was just focused on the bat and trying to charge in. So, it went well. Do you think it was maximum or is there more in you? No, it was probably maximum. Like uh, <laughs> the adrenaline of when you're bowling a test match and the, the sort of euphoria of you doing well really pumped us up. So, yeah, that was probably, I mean, 95, I don't know if I'm beating that. Like, Are you aware of the, of the interest around you? Someone who can bowl at real pace with a smile on their face, who can blow an opposition away. Uh, are you conscious of that when you run in? Not really. Today was a, like an example of just trying the captain to smash the wicket, so that's what I try to do. Just listen to his orders, really, and then just try and enjoy it. Um, there's been plenty of times where I haven't enjoyed it because of injury and things like that. So um, on a day like today and, and like the other day, um, just try to play with a smile on my face. And as if I'm, uh, Leachy keeps reminding me it's just another day in the park we are mates. So that's how I try to approach this game. Here's a great mate of yours, Steve Harmison. And uh, Mark, you know, what's the what's the, the, the plan, ideal plan for you now going forward? You know, what, where do you see, if you think what's going to come 1st of August, you're in the Ashes squad, between now and then, what does Mark Wood think is best for him? It's a big summer obviously coming up. I think the one-day trip now, I've, I'm working on a new skill with Chris Silverwood, trying to nip the ball back. Um, it's not a skill that I've been particularly used to and that's something that I think I need to keep practicing if I keep practicing that it, it gives another skill um, another sort of chink in my armory so uh, trying to do that if you're going to put us on the spot I probably need to keep my fitness levels up um, so I can maintain that speed and maintain uh, charging in and not waste uh, hat-rick balls if I ever get them again eh Goffey? And, and to be fair you, you're, not, you're not a big drinker when you celebrate we'll try and catch up with you later so me and you will have a drink for him won't we Darren? Yeah, we'll make up for it, Woody. But all I want to say is, but let's say, coming back from injury, it must be so pleasing for you to come back into the side. It's almost put on the spot. You have to deliver. You get one test. You know you've got a massive summer ahead. World Cup, you've got, obviously, the Ashes, and you delivered when it really mattered. That 5 for 41, it must be feeling still, must be feeling great. I know you've got the free holiday, but that 5 for 41 meant everything. It did, and uh, it felt different this time. All the times I've been in the... Uh, in the squad or in the team where I was probably picked on potential whereas this time I actually felt I was picked on merit um, I know I wasn't originally in the squad but when I went away with the Lions I did really well there um, and felt that I made a difference there so um, the confidence I, and belief I had coming here I thought I was ready to go so I was bowling well in the nets and um, like I say this time it was different I was, I was ready, ready for the game and ready to play for England I've got a question for you now. Okay, this says it rewards you with a luxury Lucky vacation luxury, at yeah, any at any luxury, at yeah. any of their resorts. Where, where are you going? I want the suite and wherever, whatever. Barbados, you fancy? That, that'll do, yeah. Anywhere in the Caribbean is pretty nice, yeah. Better than Ashton. Sorry, Ashton. <laughs> <laughs> I could just see you're happy how we're doing the conga, the sandals. Brilliant. Outstanding effort. Congratulations on your award and beautifully bold. A joy to watch it. Cheers. Thanks, lads. Top fella. Matt, let's turn to you because there's, we've got so much that we can, we can talk about. Jason Holder now is the guy being interviewed and his achievements, his leadership, um, his council um, and this West Indies team have come from, not from nowhere, but from, from a low, uh, lost in Bangladesh for heaven's sake. That you know, This was not a West Indies team that people thought had it in them to beat England. 
they've done it and they've done it convincingly. They have, um, and full credit to them uh, as individuals. Full credit to Jason Holder, the captain. Uh, I think the you know the night before this test series started, we all sat around and had a chat over a glass of wine, saying, right, what do we think the series is going to be? How's it going to play out? And we all had England 3-0 victors, absolutely hands down. And the West Indies turned up and they surprised not only this England cricket team, but all of us watching as well, and credit to them. I thought they battered with discipline, they bowled with discipline and skill, and they stuck to their task for longer than, than England did, uh, which is, again, something that you don't always see from, from West Indian cricketers and West Indian cricket. But it's great to see this team, this team back. Cricket needs a strong West Indies. We absolutely love coming to this part of the world, um, and it's great to see them with the success. What are the things in their performance, Goffey, that you would say set them up well for the future? That are sort of certain and secure, rather than random and hopeful. Well, the West Indies, I think. Well, they've got the the spine of the team, aren't they? Those four fast bowlers are brilliant for the West Indies going forward. And when you got Armory like that, it's going to be fantastic. And you also they've got the spinner Warrigan. When he comes into their side, gives them a bit more balance. It's a good base. I've Trevor Bailey's come to join us. Trev, um, well done, firstly. Thank you. Yeah, no, it was uh, a good comeback after the first two tests, and I think that's our challenge, to play more regularly like uh, like this match. The, the comment by Matt Pryor at the end of the commentary stint was, uh, this is not a bad team, but for two tests they played bad cricket, and here they played good cricket. I think that's quite a fair summary. Yeah, definitely. As I, as I said, that's, uh, that's their challenge, to play like this more regularly. Um, and it's been something that we've uh, been trying to uh, trying to achieve over the last few years. Um, yeah, so oh, look, I think the, the way our batting certainly turned around, we had some good chats after the first two games uh, with our approach to, the, um, to our batting. Uh, and I think in this game we saw a little bit of a change there. Um, I, I would, coming from the outside, I would say that the, 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 the first two test matches have been what used to be the important toughening up matches. You play against island sides, Barbados or Jamaica. Or, so how badly do you think you miss that kind of preparation? Oh, look, I, I think if it's, uh, if it's possible, we'd love to play some, you know, some four-day games, at least a couple of four-day games on some of these tours. Um, you know, we'd like to play some of the uh, matches on wickets that we're going to be like the ones we're playing on also. Um, but, uh, you know, if possible, um, more than happy to play some four-day games. This one was scheduled with a, um, a four-day game, but we thought um, the best way to give everyone in the squad a, an opportunity was to play two two-day games, as we have done over the last uh, few tours. Would you be worried about Test cricket and the lack of preparation from touring sides leading to too many sides playing away from home and losing almost predictably? Oh, look, definitely. I, th I think the, you know, England, India, Australia, you know, the three teams who probably play the most find it difficult, I think, because they're away for so much and they play so much cricket. Where some of the other teams, you know, they don't play quite as much, so it's a little easier for them to fit, uh, fit it into their schedule. Not the personnel, but uh, the actual selection of the side for there, the way you've got it with the balance of the side, does it give you now a, a decent idea where you're going to go for the Ashes? Oh, I think so. Look, we've known for a while that this, uh, you know, the middle order, if you like, was probably our best middle order. But what we've been trying to do is actually improve that even more and find, it's been no um, secret that we've been trying to find, you know, probably one, two and three since Cookie retired. Um, and what we've done, we, we tried to get our, you know, our seven or eight best batters in the, in the team. Um, and that meant one of our good middle order players, uh, you know, trying, you know, going to three and trying to make a go of it there. We always knew that if, uh, you know, if that didn't work, um, you know, we could always fall back into this, uh, into this setup.
And so you're comfortable, that's what you're saying. You think you're close now, or as close as you can be. If you had to start the Ashes in, say, three weeks' time, would you be re re ready? Um, well, you're only as good as your last game, so we've just won that one. So, um, But look, look, make no secret that uh, obviously, you know, as I've said, we've, we've been struggling at the top of the order for big runs uh, for a while, so that, that would be a concern. Um, you know, the three guys that we've got at, at the moment, you know, I think they've all shown what they are capable of. Um, the challenge is that we, you know, to be able to do that more regularly. Um, I think the, you know, the, the early season four-day games for, for those three guys will be important as well. They're the incumbents of the uh, of those positions, and if they come out and score runs for their counties, you know, they'll be hard to, to pass over. Okay, it's my duty to ask about the mixed catching. Quite brilliant at times and quite ordinary at times. Look, it's, I think it's, it's got to get down to concentration. I mean, you know, some of the catches were dropped a couple of catches today that were fairly uh, regulation. So, yeah, it's got to get down to concentration, I'm sure. Um, you know, someone like Joss, who's, who's dropped a couple on this uh, on this tour, he catches more balls than anyone else. So it's it's not lack of practice. Um, I think there's a big difference between a good catcher and uh, you know the good slippers, the guys that can stand there for four hours and not get anything, and then all of a sudden take a take a screamer. And um, yeah, we're working hard to to get to that point. And also, it gives you good options now, doesn't it? With Mark Wood coming in and, and delivering, you've also got Ollie Stone, you've got Chris Walks. We know we can perform definitely on English condition. You've got Sam Curran as well for that variety. So you've now got a group of fast bowlers you can work with. Oh, definitely, and that won't be just at home either. You know, with the extra pace, you know, we've been waiting, I suppose, for for the last couple of Ashes tours away to to, to get some guys in that have not just got some pace, but a good um, fast bowlers, not just pace and spray it all over the place but obviously if Woody's fit he's uh, you know he's right there in the on the money and as you said you know Stone um, you know Jamie Overt and those types of names have been cropping up they're getting to an age now and that they've been playing county cricket and doing well for a number number of years um, and hopefully can make the step up um, very shortly. Okay, you start the journey to the World Cup in Barbados next week. Uh, we wish you well. Um, congratulations on a good win here. Great. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Kimar Roach, man of the series. What about that? How does that sound? Oh, it feels good. Um, obviously, it sounds good as well. Um, I'm proud of the guys. Tough series. Um, England played well today on, on, on a pretty tough pitch for us, but on and all, 2-1, we'll take that. I bet you would. You'd, I mean, if someone had offered that to you but on the first morning in Barbados, you'd have said, I'm grabbing it fast. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think the guys pick a cricket and I'm proud of the guys and we all perform well, so kudos to us. Uh, and what must give you credit as well as a, a bowler, obviously, who took most of the wickets uh, for your team, the West Indies, but the way you worked as a four as well. I know you didn't have Jason Older here but, uh, this game, but the way you've worked throughout the series as a team has been fantastic. Yeah, as I said, the bowling has been pretty consistent for the last year and a half, two years. Um, I think me, Shannon, Jason, and anyone coming in obviously fill the spot well and obviously contribute. So it's all it's all about continuing to do that. Obviously, keep getting wickets for the best things and obviously keep performing and putting the best things in a good position to win games. And wickets, you've bowled on this series. They've been nice to bowl with that extra bounce. You'll want those same pitches against India, won't you? Oh, definitely. Um, that's that's the way forward, I guess. Um, you don't really get wickets at this much. Um, it obviously is always batting friendly. So... It's good to have a little bounce and a little uneven bounce sometimes. Obviously, it keeps your eyes open and keeps you smiling. Okay. You seem to be getting better than me. Age does not wither the... You're like a good wine, Kima. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm 30. Um, I think I'm bowling the best I've ever bowled in my career, I would say. Um, obviously, experience brings that. So I'm pretty happy with myself. I'm going to continue to work hard and keep getting wickets. You're back to Barbados next week. That's exciting too. Yeah, home. Home sweet home. Um, missed it for a couple of weeks, so 
home, prepare for the one days, and obviously ink is going to come hard for the one days, a quality ink on one day side, so we're going to prepare for that as well. Beautiful. Thanks for your time. Well done. Thank you very much. Okay, boys, last thoughts. Um, we, we've, we've, we've wrapped it up. There isn't a great deal to add. It's pretty obvious that, you know, Trevor Bayliss is still uncertain. And how could he not be? That problem at the top of the order lingers and is going gonna, is gonna to take a lot of unravelling before the ashes begin. Yeah, well, as he alluded to there, possessions nine-tenths of the law and, and those three players at the top, if they go into county cricket and score runs, they'll be hard to sort of drop. I don't quite agree with that. I think there are three three spots at the top of the order that are there for the taking. And if I'm a county cricketer, young county cricketer, I'm going to my coach, I'm saying I want to bat in the top three at the beginning of the summer and I want to score as many runs as possible because there is an opportunity to be playing for England in, in the first Ashes test. For Burns, Jennings and Denley, they have to do exactly that and go and score a heap, heap load of runs to make sure they're in. And Ami, your thoughts? I agree, Matt. I can't add anything towards that from Matt. I think he's spot on. You know, it's about first-class cricket for the players that aren't in the World Cup. The one that I worry about is Denley. If he's not going to get a game first-class cricket, where's he going to get the practice to get to stick a place in the team? One thing to consider, there might be somebody that comes out of the first-class system at this moment in time, might just put his hand up and say, right, you're going to have to pick me for the Ashes with a weight of runs before the first test. And the one-day series, Goffey, victory for England? Oh, well, that's an I want to predict. I really get excited when I watch West Indies play one-day cricket. But England in Sri Lanka were outstanding. Great captain, Owen Morgan, and actually was in great form as well. And it's going to be an hard one to pick the right batting order in that one-day series. Good luck. Thank you, boys. Terrific to work with you. The story here is that Mark Wood is man of the match as England have taken this match by 232 ones. West Indies, though, have the series. Congratulations to them. A tremendous performance by Jason Holder's men. We begin the one-day series next week in Barbados. Join us for that if you possibly can. We say goodbye and remember, make sure you never miss an episode of Following On by subscribing via Acast, iTunes or your usual podcast provider. Anderson to start his fourth over from the far end. It's driven and caught and slipped. Bravo's gone. Joe Root takes the catch. It's everyone a goldfish for James Anderson. It's like being at the fairgrounds. He puts it up there and the West Indies batsman nick off. He wants a day off, old Jimmy. New run-up. He's fresh. Look at him. Like a 22-year-old. Would again to uh, hope Extra bounce from Wood, beautiful fast bowling that. That's Rod Tucker, the uh, umpire, straight and it's drilled straight back past the umpire. And Hetmeyer has decided if he's going down, he's going down swinging. It's uh, punched off the back foot by Roston Chase. There's a chase on for Joe Denley at the... Are they coming back for the third? They are! Oh, that's a brilliant throw! England are confident. Johnny Bastow's done brilliantly. On the half volley and he's going to be run out. Joe Denley was chasing that. I was thinking, hang on, they can't, they can't go for a three here. He has got a rocket of an arm. Offered a bit for... Uh... Oh, yeah, yeah, well done, Moen Ali. He nicked it. Did Darich, he caught it. Did Stokes. He's got it almost under his armpit, and it's stuck. Wicket for Ali. Driven through the slips by uh, Roston Chase. Away for four. It was aerial and potentially catchable, but Roston Chase has a 50 to his name. That's and driven in the air and out. Stopped. No, no. Comfortable catch. Oh, made a right mess of it. Well, Moen bowls now. 
straight to extra cover it goes. Kimar Roach drives, and uh, Moen has his man. Good bowls now. And Roston Chase plays a memorable pull stroke. Could have been Kevin Peterson. Cracking shot, it really was. It's been swung high. Now this hasn't gone very far at all. Anderson's round underneath it and takes the catch. And it was just one too many swishes from Alzari Joseph. Moen Ali turns at the far end, comes towards us. Roston Chase comes down the pitch. That's a lovely shot back over the bowler's head. It's a one bounce four. Mid on, mid off, cover and a swing. match and here comes Kimo Paul that's short and wide and cut behind square on the offside and there it is he's got his hundred Stokes in again bowls and it's gone straight up in the air Stokes takes the catch and England have won the third test match The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. And this is your gentle reminder that Barbados is the best place to be a cricket fan. With eight matches from the ICC Men's T20 Cricket World Cup Series taking place in Barbados this summer, including the final, you can experience the summer of a lifetime by booking today. Aside from immersing in world-class cricket in the sunshine, Barbados is the dream destination for all travel enthusiasts. It is where adventure meets paradise, the culinary capital of the Caribbean, and better still, the birthplace of rum. If you are keen to unite with cricket fans across the globe for what is set to be an unforgettable summer, then head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 